story. Welcome back to Pilot Boys. My name is Caesar. Today I have two guests. My name is Michelle. Returning guests. And I'm Karen. And we're doing Shrill. It was created by Lindy West. So it was adapted from her book, also by the same name, Shrill, Notes from a Loud Woman. And it's executive produced by Lauren Michaels, Andrew Singer, and Lindy West. Yeah, so Edie Bryan. Edie Bryan? Edie Bryan. She is also one of the co-creators, Alexandra Rushfield, and it's about this woman who kind of maneuvers through life as a fat person. If you guys want to talk about the poster a little bit first. Well, the main poster that they've uh, advertised with is A.D. Bryant's character as kind of like the Venus de Milo emerging from Have you seen it? the shell. Yeah, I was like, what are you guys talking about? But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Yeah, no, I think it's a really smart choice. And like, it's like a, a toned down Venus de Milo because she's in a bathing suit and she's like holding a, a hose. Yeah. So it's, she's not like, it's like goddess iconography, but also she's still like a normal person. Yeah, I saw the poster when I was like going home from work. And now it makes sense why they chose that poster. I mean, the Venus, it's Venus, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's on many or, levels. Is it Venus de Milo? It is, right? Yeah, I think so. Or the, is it Aphrodite? Are you talking about the the girl emerging from the water? Yeah, I think it might be Aphrodite. I think it's Venus. Yeah, so I think that's what kind of drew me into it because of the Venus imagery. But also, it's Venus, the African like goddess, right? African. What? Isn't it African? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No. I don't know if her name was Venus. Oh, but oh, there I see is what you're there about, is yeah. a goddess of fertility, the the African goddess of fertility, who's like a fat woman, and that was supposed to be like the challenging to body stereotypes where a fat woman is seen as less desirable, but in this culture, a fat woman was seen as desirable as like this meant, you know, birth. It, it brought a good thing. Mm. Well, yeah, I think in general, like the rule of thumb for a lot of like archaeologists paleontologists archaeologists right they kind of just title any fertility goddess venus the difference is in how it relates to the show is that this one is taking a traditionally like a very classically beautiful venus goddess but also intercutting it with another goddess who was fat and it's it's juxta or it's, it's mixing those two images into a new thing it's kind of i mean it reminds me and i don't, I don't want to like downplay the role of like chicana, chicana feminist art but like when they put everyday bodies into the virgen iconography and it kind of like it's an update and it also i mean it has so many meanings because the show is about her getting pregnant in the first episode so yeah. she's also like fertility is, is a big theme in the first episode so I mean, it made a lot more sense once you watched the first episode, but this was like a great poster beyond just like it centers of a woman who's bigger size and it uses like, you know, like European art, but it's kind of deconstructive. Yeah. But what did you guys think of the first episode? So when I started, when I watched it for the first time, it was kind of a slow start for me because 
I feel like A.D. Bryant in general has always been kind of like, like her brand of humor has always been kind of like awkward. Yeah. So it re- uh, when it started, it really reminded me of Girls. Yes. Like the tone, yeah. right? And even like the like the wardrobes and how they talk to each other, there's like awkward pauses. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it started really to get interesting for me was like when she finds out that she's like pregnant towards the end of the episode. Mm. Yeah. I think yeah. that's when I'm like, oh, okay, like this show has a lot to say. Yeah. I agree where I, th- I think that watching the character is kind of infuriating. She's like such an archetype, or not an archetype, but she's such a, her character type is like completely like sullen and resigned and she's always like, she doesn't know how to express herself. And at first I was upset about that. I was like, oh my gosh, she's so, she's annoying, but it makes sense towards like the character arc and like what it's building towards. But it was like, I don't know, I don't know if it, it took me out of it a little bit initially because I was just like, is she just someone who is just resigned or are they like trying to say that every like fat woman is like this? So that's that's where it got muddled for me in the beginning. But I think overall it came together. I think the whole point of like the first episode is her kind of getting over that. And it's kind of like um, like an introduction into like how she's going to evolve throughout the series. Yeah. So like when you first see her, she's like very um resigned. She's like very resigned. She's very like passive. And like after she gets the abortion, that's like when she kind of like expresses herself better. Yeah. But then at the end, like she still has that interaction with the lady and like she kind of like leaves it at that like after the lady calls her a fat bitch and she doesn't really do anything about it. Yeah, well that was so, I think the like one of the best parts of the episode because it shows you that as much as she has progressed as like loving herself it's not like one and done like it's a complete process like yeah, she exactly has to keep progress. yeah but we, we should get into like a recap when you ladies want to do it you can do it since you just watched it so annie has a job at a what is it, like a magazine like, like a vice kind of yeah, it's like, like a, a newspaper but they write, yeah but they write like kind of edgy stuff it seems like yeah. And she kind of hasn't really progressed much in their career as much as she likes to. And she also has like a, a fuck buddy relationship that hasn't really panned out to what she wanted to. And then she finds out that she's pregnant and she gets an abortion. That's kind of the crux of the first episode. Yeah. But I think one of the things that I want to talk about, which stood out to me, well, it suddenly it, it, it was embedded in there, is they address mental health without addressing it. Like they talk about kind of like the psychological damage of being a fat person and like completely changing your expectations for life. Like she didn't want to break it off with the guy because she thought that if she she did that, she wouldn't like him. Like she would base what she thinks she deserves on her body type. Like she thinks she deserves being treated like that because she's fat. Yeah. And I think they're, they're addressing a lot of like mental health issues without like Saying, hey, we're talking about mental yeah. health. Yeah. Even like the terms, I feel like we haven't really mentioned it, but she has a roommate who's also like a big woman, but she's more like body she's more like, yeah, she's more body she's, positive. She seems she's more very vivacious. comfortable with yeah. herself. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. very, very confident. And she's kind of the one that is like helping Annie go through like her journey. Her, yeah, her journey. And the like the terms that she uses when they're having that conversation, they're like, she's like, we need to untrain you. From the things that you've like told yourself this entire time yeah. so 
it's like not like in your face like PSA like like it's okay to be you yeah you know like it's, it's very real it felt like a real conversation it seems, between friends yeah it seems like an upper division chorus on this instead of like let's just talk about it directly like it's not like the logic song it's not like who can no. relate kind of yeah. shit. it's also like i feel like i've had a lot of conversations with friends about me like being fat you know like i've had a lot of those conversations and how like i have like certain like i think of myself in certain ways and it's always been like oh no like you're not like I'm, i guess it stopped in the last few years but like before when i was a teenager like i used to say like oh i'm fat and they always used to be like no no, yeah no. it's like, always like a big thing like i'm you're just beautiful like just dude. the way you are and it kind of like came across as condescending like yeah. all right guys I'm, i can be beautiful and fat at the same time yeah. so i that well, felt like a very refreshing conversation between that's them. The, let's let's segue into like the first scene where she walks into a coffee shop or one of the opening scenes where she walks into a coffee shop I thought you were talking about the part where she was like pulling the shirt over herself. Okay, all right. I was like, I've done that like so many times. We'll get there. But to piggyback off of what you're saying, she goes into a coffee shop and she kind of sees like how this trainer is ridiculous and like she's kicking pizza and she's talking about like getting fit or whatever. Tone Tanya. And Annie is taking a picture of it to show her friends, I'm assuming. I'm guessing to like make fun of it. Yeah. Mm. And then she comes across the lady and she's like, oh, you could just. You know, you could just call me or text me directly or, or whatever she says. But immediately in the conversation, she's just like, there's a skinny person inside of you. And Dying, dying to get out. And that's yeah. well, OK. So that was my initial frustration with the show, because I was just like, I think that we are past a moment where all fat characters need to be pitied. And I think that was why I was frustrated initially, mm-hmm. because there's been so many great like fat characters that aren't like these kind of pitiful people like Retta from Parks, Issa's friend, I forget her name, from Insecure. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like great, fat, powerful women that don't need to be like resigned. I mean, granted, now after the first episode, I get what, what they were going for. But that was frustrating because I know that like the fat women that I'm around, they're fat, but they also like they're not always so resigned mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. But it is like a struggle and I think that's what they were going for. What I found refreshing about this show is actually kind of the opposite of what you're saying. That I feel like I've seen I've seen a lot of women, like fat women on TV, be strong and confident. Like Nicole Byer, she also had her show on MTV mm-hmm. and it was just like about her like having sex with a bunch of people all over LA and like Greta from Parks and Rec. Like these are all very like confident fat women, but you know, you're not always confident. You know, you have moments of insecurity and that's why I think the show is so refreshing because it's she's not like she hasn't gone through that transformation where she has like she's empowered herself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I got that by the end of the that first episode. But go ahead. No, um, I was going to talk about my paper like as an undergrad. Mm-hmm. So I wrote about like fat women in comedy and oh, that wow. was like somebody went to college. <laughs> that was like one of the tropes that like I talked about was like the like confident fat woman. But it's always, like, used as a joke. Well, at least in comedy. So, mm-hmm. like, I agree with you. It was kind of refreshing to see, like, like her feel, like, insecure, like, on on screen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I'm so used to, like, the polar opposite, but, like, used in a comedic way. Yeah. Because mm. a lot of the times it feels like, like Drag that me, confidence. Shit. Hmm? Drag me, shit. <laughs> well, it feels like the confidence is almost, like, armor. 
Like, mm. it's like a, a performance. It's like, yeah, I'm having sex with so many people, even though I'm fat. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, Right? Exactly. And that's not how you are every minute of every day. Yeah. I think that what's important with her showing her as a sexual being is that it normalizes that just because you're fat doesn't mean that you don't have sex. Yeah. Plenty of fat people have sex all the time. I feel like this is like what Lena Dunham was trying to do in Girls, but like it didn't like, like it didn't come across as powerful. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's because Lena Dunham, I think Adam has a line where he's just like, <laughs> it's so great. you're only ever like 10 pounds overweight, like, but you always make it seem like it. Yeah, you know. just like, excuse me, it's 12 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that famous scene. But yeah, I think that the show accomplishes a lot and it does it subtly without being so like ham-fisted PSA. But yeah, I was just giving my initial reaction about how it was kind of annoying to see. Maybe it's just because it's my character. T- like I put myself in her shoes. Mm-hmm. And if somebody talked to me like that, I would react a certain way. Yeah. I mean, I think that situation is it's supposed to be ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But what I also like about that encounter is that like the people like what happens afterwards, too. They're like, wow, I can't believe like everybody kind of looks around at her and she's like and they say like, oh, my God, she that, that was such a crazy encounter. Like she's so ignorant. But at the same time, they're like, you know, you're really funny. You remind me of Rosie o- like O'Donnell. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's kind of like I'm like, I know the struggle. I, I totally understand. But you know, they don't actually really understand. They don't know what they're also contributing to that kind of thought process that people have. Mm -hmm. It's like posture, like, uh, like woke. Yeah. Posturing politics. But I thought that that was funny because that also addresses, I mean, it it works on many levels because, and I mean, I know he's, I know Louis CK is like completely canceled, but (laughs) she, was it her? No, it wasn't her, but there's like this, this stereotype of like, Fat women are funny also, like, because mm-hmm. they have to be funny. Are you talking about the episode yeah, where he so, dates a fat girl? Yeah, so, so he so dates a fat girl, lady? so did the fat lady, yeah. which is a great episode. It's such a good episode. But, yeah. you know, it did, it's, I, like, I think it's I, tainted. I, I didn't watch that show, like, Louis, yeah. uh, like, at all, but I watched that episode and, like, I almost cried because I thought it was so great. Yeah, it was, like, it, it, was. it was really profound. Yeah. I made Michelle watch it. It addresses a lot of things in, like, a micro, like, interaction. I liked it. After I finished the episode, I was like, okay, I get what they're going for now. It was just having to see it without knowing the whole thing kind of frustrated it was, me. It was painful. Yeah. That's also why, like, going into it, that's like I said that I didn't really start liking the episode until she finds out that she's pregnant. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so frustrating. Like, is this what the show's, like, this entire show is going to be about her, mm-hmm. like, being so dismissive, you know? So it was really frustrating watching it also. So I understand what, yeah. what you mean by that. I mean, it was definitely necessary. I think you kind of, kind of have to address those things, especially for the first episode. I think it was crucial t- for her to show her in a social social situation where she's not as comfortable in her skin, which is always. But mm-hmm. in this situation, she has like developed a thick armor. She just kind of like jokes around things to not be seen as a certain type of person. We talked about her as a sexual being, but we haven't talked about the dude that she's having sex with. Yeah. Ryan. Ryan. Do you know the actor's name? I forgot the guy's name. What did you think of him? He was like a stereotype of like a loser. He was a schlub. Yeah. I think everybody knows a guy like that. Like it's not it's not all from people we know that date people like that. He's so disposable to me. Yeah. <laughs> like I was not interested in all. I, so 
he, I mean, spoilers. So he's a regular in the show, okay? He's just a regular yeah. in the show, right? Uh-huh. And he's my least favorite thing about the entire show. I agree. Okay. I just, like, I want him to be gone. I don't yeah, understand why I he's just, still around. I don't understand why they kept him. Yeah. At all. It's so terrible. <laughs> so let me remind you guys, this is Pilots, Boys. We're Sorry. sticking to the first episode. <laughs> Okay, well, back to the first episode. He was just so fucking annoying. Like he's like a, he's like a total loser, and that's like what bugs me is that like mm-hmm. like we're kind of talking about her kind of like gaining her confidence and stuff like that. But like this guy's still around, so it just it feels kind of fake at times. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I don't know. I I feel like he might be necessary to the first episode. I feel like the first episode wouldn't work without him if he wasn't there. He's kind of the catalyst for her empowerment for the first episode. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, not to say that like he's a main, like a central tenant to the first episode, but her sexuality or her sex life is with him, and that's what resulted in that life decision. But I felt like he was crucial to the first episode, at least. Like we needed to see the way she interacts with someone in that situation to lead her into the next plot line mm-hmm. or the next beat. But yeah, he was kind of just like this schlub who i mean of course he has a podcast which we're talking about on the podcast he's not a bad actor it's just the character yeah was oh, i agree we should talk about the relationship with her parents what'd you think of it it was just kind of like frustrating because like from the first episode like you could tell she has like one of those like overbearing moms mm-hmm. that like kind of always like hints at like her weight loss which is really frustrating, but, like, her dad is, like, her counterbalance to that. Yeah. Which I appreciate them, like, having in the show. Like, it's not just all, like, criticism from her parents, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's a very, like, common thing in television where good parent, bad parent kind of thing. Yeah. And I think for women-centered, like, media, it's usually a parent, the male parent, who's, like, kind of the good guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's easier. He's easier easier to talk to. And like, he's more loving. Mm -hmm. But the mom is kind of like a bitch about her losing weight and staying on a diet. But no, I mean, I really appreciated that scene because I feel like it's happened. Like it's things like that have happened in my household all the time. Like with my parents, like my mom has said things. My mom is always trying to look for a diet. Wait, hold on. Should we tell the audience? What? That we're all fat. <laughs> you think the audience deserves to know this information? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, we've yeah. all I've I've heard it too all my life. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like I, who who hasn't heard it? Like there's yeah. always a well meaning It's always like, Oh, I'm just concerned person. about yeah. your health. Yeah. It's just my mom yeah. says this shit all the fucking yeah. time. I hate how my dad says it. Like my dad's like well, I've told you this so many times. Yeah. He's just like you know, I'm like serving myself, making myself a sandwich and he's just like, Baby, like, are you sure you should be eating right now? fuck dude i can't baby like he always like he always takes on like he does not speak in a very sweet tone like he does ever. not ever so but whenever he mentions me and eating it's always a sweet tone like baby like are you sure like oh god that would be so annoying me. it's not just to me it's to my like to my brother my brother's also fat oh, mm. i hope he doesn't hear this because we can take it out <laughs> michelle take this out michelle edit this out well he, he's also this way with my brother and Your brother has also struggled with his weight. Like, that sounds it, okay, clinical. He's not, he's, not gonna, sounds... he's not gonna listen to this. Let's wow, Karen. <laughs> We're gonna make stickers and. <laughs> <laughs> My brother's 
yeah. <laughs> T-shirts. T-shirts that my brother is also fat. Oh, but I love my brother. You have to it's quote. Great, like, is it, do you love him because he's fat or? Um, a little bit. In spite of. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. The point is, he's also like that to my brother. He's very in your face about it. He's just like, like, bebito. He calls him bebito. He calls me baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, bebito. Like, when was the last time you, like, you know, worked out? Or, yeah. like, when was the last time you, like, ate a salad instead? My mom mm-hmm. says, uh, what do I say? It's por tu bien. Like, it's for your own good. Yeah. Or she says, uh, she says other things. I just heard this, like, last week. <laughs> Which is tough for me because, like, I have to eat for a side job now. Like, I have to eat for LA Taco. And, you know, it's cool, but it's not great for your health. I would say, <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've been dealing with the same shit. Like my dad has always been the same way. Like he kind of just shames me for eating in a way where like I had to not eat at certain times because he would just be like, you're going to eat again. Or like when you have to hide the eat. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, everyone's asleep. Yeah. Like, I'm good. <laughs> you know, like that's, yeah. that's, those are realities. And I think that that's important to show. I don't know how I felt. That they didn't include her, like, sh- showing, like, a eating situation. I'm pretty sure she, she opted against it. Like, where she she, eat, she eats to, like, cope with her oh. emotions or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you guys feel like you've ever had that? Like an eating disorder? No, not an eating disorder. I don't think eating when you don't feel well is a bad thing. I don't think it's, like, a, like yeah, a body like- dysmorphia situation. But I think we all do it. It's just subconscious like we don't think about it like when i don't have a great day i just want to eat because i know eating is like comforting yeah it's comforting but like everybody does that yeah in their own way but i think that being fat and our relationship to the world is like like we're not allowed to do that though we're not allowed to do that but we love to do it (laughs) i think there's not a fat person that doesn't love eating i think the reason that she opted for that is like like if she kept it in i feel like then people would be like see like look at this like this is why yeah you know what yeah, I, mean? I guess it's true yeah did you ever watch my mad fat diary no i wanted to so watch good. it it's so good yeah. that one the, this show and that show i think have been like like seminal <laughs> are they similar they're well one is about a, like a, a teenage girl and uh-huh. she's she struggles with an eating disorder and she tried to commit suicide oh no um and so like it's about her like coming back post post suicide attempt and oh, trying okay. to like continue like a normal teenage life yeah. while also being fat and it's great i love it like it's very it's i recommend it to anybody to watch it it's a short short series i think british there, series there is kind of like an uptick on better fat people representation maybe diet think, line came out how last was that? year Good? It was canceled. So it was bad. I'm kidding. It wasn't... I don't want to say it was, like, terrible, but it wasn't the best. Like, it didn't stick Like, it. this was much better. Okay. But Lady Bird, I'm thinking of, her, like, fat friend, was, like, a good... Like, a decent person. She was a decent person. And but then, I wouldn't say, like, that's... But Spider-Man also... I think but that... But these are all, like, side, side characters. characters. Yes. Okay, so I, I don't want to say, like, it's centering them, but I think that they're better than, like the fat friend who like was the butt of the joke the, these these two characters were not the butt of the joke because they were fat they were 
like genuinely fleshed out characters, but they were also fat. Yeah, like they're still not centering them. They're still like the fat friends. I'm not saying yeah. that like it's new they have, media. About, they also have happen to have a personality, but but I think that this is like a long time coming where even the side characters didn't really have like a personality. You would know better than I would because you did your My research on this. On it. I don't know because I feel like a lot of well, like based off of like the research I did a lot of them didn't have personality, even though they were centered. Like, they weren't fleshed out characters. Like who? Fat Amy from... Yeah. Mm. What's her name? The English lady? Uh, Rebel Wilson? Rebel yes, Wilson. Rebel Wilson. I get her confused with Rumor. Yeah, so what I'm saying Lewis. is they were not fleshed out, and now we're seeing an uptick in side characters that are fat who are fleshed out. But the thing is that, like, I feel like in order for them to be fleshed out, like, you would have to actually like focus on them. This I disagree is, entirely. This is like the like black or Asian or Hispanic or whatever like best friend character trope. Like it's still like a trope. Like you don't really like. So let's address the trope in this. Like they're not important to be the main character. Like they're not important enough to be the main character. Exactly. So let's address the main char- the side character in this show. She's a black woman. Yeah. So that's is that a problem or is that not a problem? Who's more interesting, the black fat woman or the main character? Well, the black fat woman's more interesting. What I'm saying is there's an uptick on side characters who are also fat. I mean, it, it this show is an outlier. It's not what it's not it's one of the few who feature like a fat person in the center where it's not super fucking hokey like Mike and Molly or something. So I'm saying that yeah, I, th- I do personally I think that there's an uptick. The kid in me identifies with them because I've been the side friend. Everybody's the side friend in certain situations. You have not been the side friend. Of course I've been the side friend. You're like always the center of attention. How are you the side friend? You've only known me for like 10 years. I've been a kid before. Like I was in elementary and middle school. Like I was the side friend. (laughs) Okay, I guess. Those two that I just pointed out were high school and elementary things. Okay. Middle school. So uh, yeah, I think that there is an uptick. But that's, that's just me. Well, we can also talk about like the racial component and the fact that she's like a white woman, a white fat woman. Like, there's no, like. Do you feel you like know what I mean? It, it has to be white before it could be a person of color? That's like that's a question that I wanted to ask. Mm. Like, because I know <laughs> the lady, I forget her name. The lady from Insecure. Insecure. She just got a show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's coming out soon. Well, I bring this up because. There is there are people that have issues with the show. Um, so this was created by Lindy West and she's a white writer. And the only there weren't very many people of color in the writer's room for the show. Mm. And there was only one episode that was written by a woman of color. And that's like the pool party episode. Oh, I love that episode. Yeah. And a lot of people say like it's the best. It's the best that episode. is the best Sorry. episode. Sorry. It's not about the pilot. Mm uh-huh. But there is there is a Chicana like fat activist that is like calling plagiarism on it because one of her like big pieces is based on a pool party episode. And so she's just like, I'm wait. So she wrote that episode. So she didn't write the episode. So people were like, oh, like her name is Virgie Tovar. Like Virgie, like, did you have something to do with this episode? Because this reminds me a lot of like your story that is in your book. 
And she's like, no, this is this like I was not credited for this or like there's a lot of like story details that are reminiscent of her story. And so Lindy West is saying like that has nothing like it was just a huge coincidence. Like that seemed, no I mean, plagiarism. I, yeah. So it's so. Like, yes. I think all of us as fat people have had a swimming pool situation. Like we've all had a situation where like we're not comfortable being around a swimming pool. I haven't seen the. I saw a clip. I think you mean like, like her at the pool party, like the plus size pool party. Yeah, right? I mean, like it's hard. It's hard to talk about because he hasn't seen it. So you can oh, talk about okay. it. It's fine. I'll just cut it out. No, I mean, it, it actually doesn't matter. We can actually cut all of this out. I just wanted to bring no, it up because there's, think... there's like a bit of a scandal around it because people are having this conversation because that pool party episode was the only episode that was written by a woman of color. In and no, then... no, no, we can leave it in. So what what happened in the lady's book? She just goes to like a body positive pool party. Okay. And she has kind of like this like awakening like. But I feel like I don't want to like start anything. But like I feel like anyone going to a plus size pool party for the first time ever would have some sort of awakening. Yeah. So people are arguing that like it can be plagiarism because like this experience is like a almost a universal experience where like a lot of fat people have had this. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I think that that could be a coincidence. Yeah, but, but like it's I turned mean, into like this, like two people of color, two women of color are fighting against each other online. They also happen to be like fat women of color, and the show is centered on like a white woman. More than anything, I wanted to bring it up because because there's like that kind of talk that like she's a white woman. Like, why can't we have a woman of color as a main character mm -hmm. telling these stories? Yeah. yeah. And then there's the show has received criticism about that, so I wanted to just bring it up and what, see what you guys thought. Yeah, I mean, we should be <laughs> grateful that we get it at least. I mean, maybe it's not perfect and maybe it's not everything, but it's something. It's a step towards the right direction. And I think, I mean, I don't know. You and I have gone back and forth with this since we've met, yeah. and I've always been kind of like, if it's not the best representation. It, I'm not going to fuck with it. I don't think this is the best representation necessarily, but I haven't seen it. But I think this is important. I think you have been of the mind of like any representation is good representation. Yeah. Are you still on that side of the fence? I think this is good representation. Okay. So you don't fall oh. into the, yeah. this didn't center a, a person of color. How dare they kind of, kind of rhetoric. Yeah. It would be nice if, the main character were a person of color, but I think that overall the show is a step towards the right direction for fat women. What do you think, Michelle? I don't know. Be careful, Michelle. <laughs> I get where people are coming from, like, it should be all or nothing, mm -hmm. but I feel like we shouldn't really treat the world that way or, like, shows that way. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of with Karen on this, like, some representation is better than none at all mm. i mean unless it's like super like Ridiculous, racist and yeah. like yeah. you know like shit like that i don't think this is that though it's not at least based on the first episode i feel well the thing about this is that it's being told like by a fat woman yeah so like that's like why i'm able to appreciate it that's a step like if a thin woman wrote it it'd probably be terrible but because a fat woman is doing it i feel like i appreciate it more I don't so want to get that into that like, argument because oh I don't. God. 
I don't know. I don't know if I agree because I think that if you do enough research, you can write about stuff. I 100% do think that it helps feed into. I think you should consult with someone at least. Yes, but I do think that you can write about something, even if you're not from that community. Okay, I. But that's just my personal opinion. I'm not. I'm not taking it away. Like, you should stand by what you said. I get that, but like, what I'm saying is like, this would be the superior story. Okay. Like, if you are someone who writes well and you are also from that community, of course it's going to be a better story. Yeah. Than someone who writes well and isn't from the community. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also something like else that has to do like with what we're talking about right now is like white women have like white fat women have been at the center of a lot of the controversies like you know like the like with rebel wilson right she was just like i'm i'm the first fat woman that's ever had a A romantic romantic comedy comedy, you know and like it's a lot of like a lot of things like that have been popping up they are ignorant to people who've been doing it since or before them kind of stuff because even um that Tess model Holiday. yeah tess holiday like she's been under fire for some of her comments right yeah, yeah. like she said some racist comments in yeah. the past racist no we can agree it was problematic it was problematic right? but then she always like does this thing where like she'll post like when she comes under fire like when someone brings it up like she'll post a picture of her and like a black friend or like some shit like that like uh, she does a lot of that like lena dunham putting donald glover in the second season yeah stuff like that which by the way i heard i mean i don't know if this is true but I heard on a podcast that, like, well, Lena Dunham apologized to him, saying, like, I'm sorry if you thought that, like, I was using you as, like, a racial, you know, token token okay. kind of thing. And he was just, like, we should move past, like, our past. Like, we should move be we should move on from our past and it's no longer our past kind of thing. Mm. So, I mean, that's kind of like you did what you did. But I'm over it. So maybe he's not okay with it. Mm. But previously I had thought that he was cool with it. Because I've heard him talk about girls in a way where he was just like, that's her show. Like, she completely runs that show. Which, you know, it's good that, like, we're seeing it to transition back into Shrill. It's good that we're seeing it where it's happening for the first time. It just sucks. It's the same cyclical thing where, like, first a white person has to do it for it to be okay. And then a person of color does it. Yeah. Because then we're living in an age where, like, people of color are telling their stories in an impactful way. But I also don't want to just make it a thing where, like, everything needs to be person of color. Mm. And I don't know how to say that without, like, losing your woke card kind of shit. Because, yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, I would agree with you. At the end of the day, the show itself is great. And it is a step towards, like, positive representation for fat people on on television yeah because she's a she's a person she's she goes through things and she's not just like the funny fat friend yeah Yeah, she's complex Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. all right i have one more question for you guys what do you guys think that the title of the show or like how does the title of the show relate or how does it sum up the first episode isn't shrill just like a an annoying sound yeah i feel like it kind of has to do like with that like kind of like this she's like a white woman and she's also fat and like she's kind of like finding her voice but a lot of people don't want to hear it Mm. so like in that sense that like she's shrill in that way i mean i think it has to do with 
just taking up space. Like, I feel like as a, as a fat woman, a fat person, like navigating through the world, like I have felt times where like if I make myself smaller, I won't be like that noticeable. People won't notice that I'm fat. If like I'm a little quieter, if I'm agreeable, you know, people won't notice like X or Y thing about me, mm -hmm. you know. So the fact that it's shrill, like it is an annoying sound. It is a sound that people don't like to hear. It's like she's making her voice heard mm. and people might think that it's a shrill like sound, but it she's actually she's taking up the space. She's making sure that somebody's hearing what she has to say. Mm. My interpretation was just like the coffee scene, like hearing people constantly talk about your body as if it's not yours just is a shrill is a shrill sound like it's constantly annoying and you're constantly hearing it i don't know I, that's what i thought that it was but do you think that that because you guys are referring to what it means for the entire series because you guys have already seen it i was just basing that off the first episode um i agree with karen like that's kind of like what i thought it was too it's just kind of like her like finding her voice and mm. people like not wanting to hear it and I feel like you also kind of, like, get that, like, through the first episode. Mm. Like, not just the whole series. Like, it's the first in the first episode, too. It's her kind of, like, deciding, like, who she wants to be. And, like, it kind of being an annoying thing for other people. Yeah. Like, it could almost even be, like, her, her voice as a fat person is shrill to everyone else. Like, when she pitches that story to her boss at the magazine or the newspaper... He, like, is uninterested. Everyone else is just kind of uninterested in what she has to say. So maybe her voice, because it was silenced for so long, is kind of shrill because she doesn't know how to use it as well. Because the character is very, like, soft-spoken and, like, everything is just kind of, like, you know, let's just move on kind of thing. It's like, she doesn't want to cause problems. Yeah. Let's move into the ratings. I'll let you guys go first since you guys are big fans of the first episode. Okay, well, I give it 3.5 stars. Really? That's kind of low. I was stuck between 3.5, maybe 3.5 or 4. Mm. Uh, just because I, like like I said, like that first half of that, of the pilot of the episode was, it was kind of rough for me to watch. It was really frustrating just watching her be so dismissive and non-confrontational. You get like a lot of secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, so it was, it was just hard for me to watch. That's why it's, on the lower side yeah. even though i i really enjoyed the episode a lot but i don't feel like that the first part of it was played for comedy right like if it was kind of uncomfortable to watch well, so yeah, 3.5 3.5 or 3.5 slash 4 okay you i would give it like a 4.5 whoa um, is that that high that's pretty high that's what you gave barry that's what we all gave barry pretty much is it? i don't know um, I get what you mean about like the first part kind of being hard to watch, but I feel that it kind of made the second part like pay off more. Yeah. So I feel like it sets up the whole series on like, what what it's gonna be pretty well, based off the first episode. Even though I saw the whole thing. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the first episode. I the first obviously we all say the same shit, but the first like third of it was frustrating. For me, it was because I thought that it was going to be like a comedy in that way, but it was more like 75% dramedy, 25% mm -hmm. mm -hmm. comedy. So I, I don't know. I, I I liked it, and I would want to keep watching. So I'd go probably like 4, 4.2, something like that. Mm -hmm. 
It was enjoyable. It was it was good to see. I'm glad that Edie Edie Bryan Edie Bryan Edie Bryan she's kind of stepping out the SNL arena and she's kind of doing her own thing and it's impactful television I think yeah. like it's not just some like stupid comedy about nothing. I mean, mm. we didn't really talk about this. I mean, we did talk about her like having an abortion, but like I love that they showed her going through the process, like yeah. talking about like buying plan B and that plan B doesn't work for everybody apparently and yeah. nobody knew about that. I thought that was extremely powerful that they show her like going through the procedure and then having a person there with her, a friend with her to support her. Yeah. yeah she she, she could have easily pursued like a lawsuit had her character been more like, oh, you know, because with the pharmacist, if the pharmacist doesn't tell you that kind of shit, that's just being negligent. Yeah. But yeah. Well, how long do you guys see it going for? A.D. Bryant is still an SNL cast member, so they had to keep it short oh, to, to deal with she, her schedule. Uh, I thought she was, like, done with that. I see it going for, like, three or more seasons just because it's so short. I think there's, like, a lot of story to tell still. Yeah. So maybe five seasons even if, like, Hulu permits it. Yeah. I would say, like, four seasons, especially if they're these, like, short seasons. Four seasons? Yeah. You said four, too? I said three to five. Because they're, they're short only six episodes. Yeah. I'd say two seasons. Their average is like three. But I would say two because I don't know if it'll go all that far. Has it been received pretty well online? Have you guys noticed? In the like plus size community? Everywhere. Well, like other than like what Critically, Karen mentioned. Whatever. Well, yeah, like the plus size community, like everybody loves it. Yeah. A lot of people love it. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh my God, is this my life? Yeah. And, like, it is your life. Same. But yeah, like, does that translate to everybody else? I don't know. So maybe, so maybe you're right. Like two seasons. I don't know. I feel like it could go three, but I think two is probably what it's gonna be at. Cause it seems kind of. I don't know. You know what? They have Lauren Michaels behind them, so they could go a little, a little further. Do you think that this is a case of like an old school producer giving a shot to like you know like a disenfranchised person, like? If Lauren Michaels isn't in this situation, would this show have been made? Maybe it was just like one of those things where it's like, we'll give it a shot and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I think we have a lot of like financial backing, though, like based on the ads. We, I yeah. feel like I saw it everywhere. Uh-huh. You so think I, that's Lauren? Yeah, no, like I think I think had he not been involved, like I don't think the production value would have been as high yeah. and like the ads promoting it wouldn't be so numerous. Yeah, because I feel like I didn't, I didn't see any for Pen15. Yeah. And that was like online it seemed like a lot of people were watching it but there was no i didn't see any physical ads at all this one i mean i'm, I'm sure she's a little she has a, even she has a little bit more money because she works on snl and that's like a steady gig but actually no you know what i think snl you don't get paid as much as you think and it's more work than you actually get paid for that but works. i'm glad that she gets to tell this story because that show kind of drains you creatively because you have to work all week like you're either shooting like you're doing pre pre production or like you're just writing doing like going over scripts. So I'm glad that she has enough time to like make the show because it's a lot of hustle. But yeah, plug. So anything that has made you happy this week, talk about or that, that you enjoyed. Mm. I'm gonna need some time to think about it. All right, go first, Michelle. I edited my first podcast for Ellie Taco. Oh yeah, so go listen to it. It's the Rogue 99 episode. Like, what I've been watching? Whatever you want. Plug whatever you want. 
Devil Man Crybaby. Oh, you finally watched it? Yeah. What'd you think? It was fucking good. I, I know you end, didn't like it. I thought it. the end was, it waned a lot. That like shit it, broke my heart. Really? The end? I didn't give a shit towards the end I didn't watch all. it. I haven't watched it. It's just, it's just like, it's, it started off as like this crazy show and then it became like this, this hero thing. I was like, what the fuck is this? I mean, that was like the whole point of him. Nah, the first, the first episode was like crazy, like Michael Cronenberg type shit. Mm. And then it became like a story about a hero. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. You don't like the shift in tone? I didn't like the shift in tone. It's like if you're going from like it. Rick and Morty to like Seventh Heaven or some shit. <laughs> Seventh <laughs> <laughs> It just became too rigid of a, like too traditional of a storyline mm. for me. Okay. Whatever. I liked it. Oh, yeah. I watched Made in Heaven, which I think is on Amazon Prime, and it's nine episodes. They're long episodes. They're like each an hour long. You finished it? Yeah, I finished it. What's it about? And it's about two people from in, from New, in New Delhi and their wedding planners there. So it's like it's like kind of like the uh, a soap opera. Yeah, like it's oh. very soapy, but also I thought it was not. like a reality show. No, for a second. no. I I, like, when what? I when I saw the previews of it, I thought it was kind of a reality TV show because it's just like high class society, like New Delhi society. But okay. it's not. It's a scripted show, and it, it's it was good. It was really entertaining, mm-hmm. and it had some points. Even though it's very soapy, it had some points of like cultural critique on Indian society, like the caste system. Yeah. Or like what? Yeah, like like how important, like how little agency women have. Oh, I had a magazine article oh. come out. That was cool. I wrote it about a uh, tacos arabe in LA. It's like a taqueros who sell tacos from Puebla. That was cool. But other than that, just. Follow me on LA Taco. Got some stuff coming out. My Your food account, account is Fuku Foods, F U K U Foods with the Z. And that's it. Congrats to both of you. BT Thank you. Dubs. Thank you, Karen. Yeah, Mike. Michelle is working at LA Taco now. Not officially. But everybody liked the first episode, so it's pretty cool. Let's hope it keeps going like that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Rate us five stars on iTunes. iTunes. Or whatever. Spotify. Tell people about us. So we can keep SoundCloud. <laughs> Not SoundCloud. You guys are still on SoundCloud. Yes. Yeah, but you can. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> bye. Peace.